On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Locked On Red Wings podcast. Today is Thursday, November 5th, 2020, and I am your host, Detroit sports writer Nolan Bianchi. Today, alongside me, I have, as always, longtime Red Wings fan Ethan Smith. Ethan, what's going on? How's it going? Perfectly normal day here in the U.S. of A. Yep, just woke up from a nap. Feeling great. Feeling good, feeling great. I've been been staying off social media lately because... Um, just, Touch. yeah, just, just like seeing, break. just constantly like being reminded of everything, uh, <laughs> kind of eats me up inside. So we know we said that we were going to post yesterday, but then I got in, uh, involved with following the election coverage. Uh, usually Ethan and I will record after I get off work at about nine, nine thirty at night. Uh, but by that time the votes were pouring in. So I was like, all right, I kind of want to just sit here. My brain is elsewhere and uh despite the fact that it was election day it was also two other national holidays and the first being uh anthony mantha re-signing with the red wings i think that could be considered a national holiday but it was also national sandwich day uh in the in, in america on tuesday as well so two very really? very important things happened on that day and also of course you have the election so we're going to talk about one of them right now I didn't get a sandwich. You should have came uh, come and got a sandwich, bro. I didn't know it was National I would have Sandwich it up. Day. Um, you should have told me. Yeah, so Anthony Mantha, the big news coming out of Monday. Oh, yeah. Four-year deal, $22.8 million for a $5.7 million average annual value. This had me licking my chops when I first saw it. Unbelievable deal by Steve Eiserman. Uh, even in a, even in a pandemic year, like you saw some of the, the contracts that were given out. I think Josh Anderson is the one that sticks out to me the most because he's comparable, uh, to Anthony Mantha. Josh Anderson gets a seven year deal and, uh, Steve Eiserman not only locks up his, one of his best players and his best producer when healthy, uh, for the next four years, but he does so at a unbelievable price. If. Anthony Mantha was a sandwich. What kind of sandwich would he be? Uh, he would be a French dip because he always Ooh. gets the job done. Um, he's a little bit like he, he, he's he got something a little extra to him. So like that that's like kind of the au jus, you know. Uh, he's not just a regular sandwich, uh, but he's a powerful sandwich, much like he's a power forward. Uh, and, and it doesn't get much more powerful than the, the French dip sandwich. Oh, I like it. I was going to go with a Reuben. Nice Russian sauce. Just the Russian sauce. The Russian sauce is a is a kick. I know, but it's a kick, and I feel like that's Anthony Mantha's game. That power forward style. That kick. Thanks. You're welcome. I like that a lot. Um, So we are going to expand on this in just a second because there's lots to go over. But before we we kind of dig into the Anthony Mantha stuff because there is a, a lot to unpack there. I wanted to talk first about some things that have been happening in Red Wings land. The main thing being that Jared McIsaac underwent shoulder surgery 
last week. He's expected to miss five to six months recovering. Uh, he had a similar procedure done on his right shoulder prior to the 1920 season. Uh, obviously not a great sign for, for one of your top prospects. He was a second rounder in 2018 uh, and, and really has not had the chance to blossom into the player that Detroit thought he was when they drafted him because of that. Yeah. I mean, hopefully, hopefully it's, it's not like a core muscle injury. Mm-hmm. If it's just like a labrum, I mean, players get those all the time, those yeah. injuries all the time. It's, it's not something that is going to could, I mean, obviously it could hamper his potential. Um, but dude, there's these, sur- these surgeons are just so great now. Yeah. Like it, it, it went from something that you will never be the same again to, yeah, it's a longer recovery process, but you're, you're going to get right back into it. And he's only 20. Yeah. I refuse. I refuse to take him behind the shed now. I mean, as long as it's not on the knee, I think I'm more inclined to not be super worried about it. Like the knee always freaks me out because like, it's so integral into every second you're on the ice. For me, it's like that with like the ankle too. just ask like Ryan Whitney watch his career go down the tubes when he was in like his late twenties. Cause he just couldn't walk or skate anymore. Yeah. Scary stuff. Gotta have your legs. Yeah. And joint your legs. in the legs and the hips too. That's always a hips. big concern. Yeah. Uh, like me, I've had a hip injury. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another new, uh, another piece of information that kind of came across the wire over in the past week is that the AHL has pushed back the start date of its season to February 5th. I don't think this is anything that's super surprising. I think if anything, it's indicative of what the NHL is going to do because I think at this point, while uh, the start date was already pushed back from early December to hopefully January 1st, I do still think that because of the fact that there was kind of a long ways to go in terms of figuring this out. Uh, I would not, I, I would, if I were a betting man, I would probably bet that the NHL season starts in February as opposed to January. Um, you know, I'll, I'll say I'll be on that boat with you. Um, hopefully this is this COVID stuff calms down a, a little, a tad here. Um, so people in Michigan, we're not having like, 3,500 cases a day. Yeah. Um, hopefully it gets better. Uh, but quite frankly, we're not going to shut down again. Like the country's not going to shut down again. And if the NFL can make it through a season, I, gotta I mean, we're going to make it through a season. I just, uh, one thing that I, I think, and I, this could be completely incorrect, but I, I do believe that whatever ends up happening, like I don't think that the NHL season gets played without the AHL because I think there's just too many moving pieces to not have I, I just think it's a really tricky game to play you know what i'm saying like what do you do with all those guys who what do you what do you do with your ahl roster i mean at this point w- once you decide not to go back and then you have to think that there's guys who are going to be coming up and down it's not necessarily going to be good to have uh the same people in detroit every night it's not going to necessarily be a good thing to have those same people in grand rapids every night so uh I know that there has been some talk about expanding the roster sizes uh, at the NHL level. So I guess maybe that could play into it as well, but just in my personal opinion, I think it's a tough sell that the NHL is just going to leave the AHL behind this year. In my opinion, you got to think if there's no fans, it might not be financially viable for the AHL to have a season. Yeah. But like at that point you, you gotta, 
and you could be a hundred percent right. Like I know that is part of the, that that's the entire kind of crux of the issue here is that it might not be financially viable, but like at a certain point, if you're these organizations and you're, you have to look at it from a cost analysis perspective of I've invested time and resources into these prospects. Uh, so maybe there's some sort of financial kind of, uh, tandeming that goes on i i don't know in what way i'm not an accountant i'm not a lawyer i'm I don't right know my anything. my college business classes have, I, I have taught me creative, risk I, reward i have a Got creative a... writing director or degree so <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, that's pretty much what we're at with that um all right we're gonna move into some more anthony mantha talk steve eiserman spoke today as well so we're Got all that coming up in just a second but first i got to talk to you today about built go that's right from the makers of built bar comes a brand new energy gel that whether it's mental or whether it's physical will help you break through the walls in your daily life. I'm talking about Built Go, folks. You know what it is. It's easy to take in an ounce and a half packages. You got collagen protein in your energy gel. I mean, I love energy gels. I love collagen protein. You put them together, bada bing, bada boom. How you doing? That's what Built Go is bringing to you right now. The collagen protein is fast absorbing, so it gets into my system fast. Plus, it is easy on my stomach. Ethan, I'm somebody who uh, I, I I don't know. I have a pretty sensitive stomach. I have a pretty sensitive smell. If I smell uh, something that I don't like, I will start dry heaving immediately. Uh, I'm lactose intolerant, so I'm I'm with you there on the. Uh, Are you really? How did I not know tummy? that? I don't know. That's interesting. You ever see me drink milk? No, I've seen you eat there pizza you go. and pizza rolls and you love ranch. Yeah. Uh, well, at least you did until you started to get in shape because a built go, it's loaded with good stuff to ignite your work. I know you were just about to say that. You're about to reference the beta alanine, the B3, the honey, and the kick of caffeine that you get to help you keep going strong. Big Collagen also guy. promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health. Maybe if... Uh, Jared McIsaac was drink, eating Bilko's. He'd be good with his joints. You know, wouldn't have to have those shoulder surgeries. This stuff literally, folks, this stuff literally makes you look better. So just go to Bilko.com right now and use our promo code LOCKED. You'll get 20% off of your next order. That's promo code LOCKED for 20% off at Bilko.com. Let's go. All right, back segment two here at the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. It is a Thursday edition. We are a proud member of the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Anthony Mantha, you referenced it at the top of the show, signed a four-year, $5.7 million AAV deal with the Red Wings on Tuesday. Let's get your initial rethought or reaction on it because I touched on it at the top of the show, but like as soon as this news came across the wire, I was like, wow, that's, that's a great deal for Steve Eisenman. Yeah, I mean, every single time I try and re-sign him in NHL 20 or NHL 21, he always <laughs> asks for like 8 or $9 million. So I was pretty happy with the, with the value. Um, I'm happy with the length. I mean, he usually just asks for like seven years at $9 million per in a video game. And I thought that he, it was going to be a little bit more in real life. Um, <laughs> But I think it, it solidifies the fact that you are going to take a little bit of a discount to be on this team so we can be a, a, a force to be reckoned with in okay, the future. So, 
I actually, that was like my biggest takeaway is I don't necessarily know that that is the takeaway that, that people are going to have to take a discount. But what I do think is that a, it sets a precedent for all future long-term contracts. Yes. B, I think it demonstrates the fact that Anthony Mantha obviously probably wanted a lot more money than this. And I think it demonstrates the fact that Steve Eisenman and is very much going to take the approach of this is what I'm offering you. This is what I can offer you. Take it or leave it. Like I, I, I don't end up being, see, I don't see Steve Eisenman being in situations where, you know, like this season with Krug and the Bruins where the Bruins, there was like some like, Oh wait, no, 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 come back. Or, you know, there was like some things going on back and forth. I think Steve Eisenman is end up, it, we're going to see, this frequently time and time again, where he says, this is the best deal I can give you take it or leave it. I mean, that's exactly what he said in that press conference that they had today about Bertuzzi. He said he wanted Bertuzzi longer term, Mm -hmm. but obviously the financials weren't there filed for arbitration. No hard feelings. See at court buddy. And that's what happened. Yeah. Let's look over some other notes from this Red Wings, uh, from the Steve Eisman press conference today. Something interesting that he said, and, this will probably work its way into a how do you feel about a Friday question tomorrow as well. Uh, but but Ansar Khan from MLive asked him if he was done making moves. And he said that he probably doesn't see himself being active in the trade market. But there are still a lot of free agents out there who, uh, as we kind of get a better idea of what the season is going to look like. And I think when Steve Eisenman said that one of the things he was alluding to was possibly the expanded roster size. Once they get a better idea of that, then they could certainly get a little more active in the free agent market, add a player or two. You know what that is right there? I'm going to throw out a name. I want to hear, I want to hear what you think about it. All right. Zidane Chara. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I don't. I hate that. I take this seriously. That, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Maybe Matt Barzell. They're gonna offer sheet Matt Barzell. Oh no. Anthony Duclair. Bang. Anthony Sorelli. Mike Hoffman. Ilya Kovalchuk. Mike Hoffman, I want to see him. Uh, is a little bit interesting. Yeah, it's okay. Um, wrongs out of thirty. Yeah, I'm very very interested to see how uh what what kind of deal he takes in terms of term you know what i just want to bring up the fact in my head carl soderberg um i know he's not from boston like i knew he was i know he's not born there but i've heard his name so carl many soderberg. times in in a boston accent i just yeah. i i think he's from i think he's actually from boston like i think yeah. he's born there but i know he wasn't yeah Kyle Soderberg. Kyle Soderberg, dude. Yeah. Blows my mind. I don't think we have very good Boston accents, either of us, frankly. I thought mine was okay. No, yours was worse than mine, and mine was no, bad. No, it wasn't. You yeah, it was. You dude on the end of yours. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> what am I, Bobby Kelly? Uh, another thing from uh, the press conference today, he was asked about Dimitro Timoshoff, who the Red Wings acquired uh, towards the end of last season off the waiver wire from Toronto. He said that Timoshoff is looking around, weighing his options, and, quote, still a possibility to sign with us. So I thought that was interesting because at the end of the season, I I was pretty fairly confident that he was coming back. That is somebody who I would really like to see uh, 
back that like that there was just not a place for him in Toronto. And I think that he is somebody who has potential. Uh, and I thought that there was a chance even uh, at a certain point that he could play himself into a protected role with the Red Wings too. Uh, but I, I don't think with the direction that things are trending right now, that's end up going to be likely, but I guess we shall see. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I don't, I don't really don't know what to say about him. Hopefully he works his way into the lineup here, but I think there's such a log jam of players that, Oh, maybe he can work his way in the lineup that I just don't. Yeah. I don't even know. I agree. Where, I shoot from the hip with those kind of players. I really have no idea where they're coming from, like Sveshnikov and stuff. I, I was just going to say, I feel the same exact way about Sveshnikov. Yeah. Just like, yeah. okay, well, you're getting, go, go you're get inching towards yeah. your mid-20s here. Like, <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Uh, Mantha also said yesterday. Wait, wait. No. You know, like, you know that meme of like that person with like a stick, and they're just like, it's just like a stick figure, and they're holding a stick, and they're just hitting a ball, and like, do something. Yeah. Just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry, continue. That was a good verbal mean there. Anthony Mantha also said that he wants and thinks that the Red Wings contend, can contend within the years of his contract. So his contract goes through 2024. I like the sound of that. Uh, Brad Galley asked Steve Eisenman about that today. Eisenman said that uh, he refuses to – he doesn't want to put a timeline on anything. Big shocker there. I don't want to uh, say anything uh, solid here. Uh, could take a while. Could take two I years. Think, I think – and I will, I will say this a thousand times before we end up having this podcast taken away from us. <laughs> I do truly believe that in 2022-2023, the Red Wings, like, will have a talented enough team – to make a second, third round appearance. Yeah, I'd be down with that. I was saying, I, I don't think I've that's out of the question. With the amount of players that we're getting and how the league's going right now, where younger players are making a difference, that in these next, I'd say two, three years, will be bubble, bubble team, or slightly in the playoffs, seven, six. Yeah, and I don't know. Uh, obviously, Tyler Bertuzzi still needs to get his long term deal done. Uh, but if you just look at the contracts that Eisenman has on the books already uh, and the deal that he just signed with Mantha, like something tells me, obviously you, you kind of touched on it, but like he's going to be able to get guys under contract. And when he has a ton of players on entry levels, like hopefully a ton of the impact guys, like, uh, you know, whoever, Cider, Zadina, Raymond, uh, Zadina will have to be re-signed before that. But with the way that these contracts have been set up and the precedent that he has set, I obviously don't see Burke getting more money than Anthony Mantha next year, whenever he does sign that long-term deal. So you're looking at a, a situation where you have all your, your young core really is not being paid a lot. You're going to have your up and coming core still on their entry level deals. And then you're going to have in my, in my guesstimation, and obviously there's a lot of time to play out between now and then lots of, uh, a billion different things could happen, but I'm just looking at it from the perspective of like, they could be in a situation where they're going into that 2022, 2023 season and they have enough cap space to add uh, a, a Taylor Hall type guy in a one year deal, or they can do something like that. They can, they can do a Marion Hosa type deal because it's not going to hurt them long-term but they have a chance to go for it with this young core. So, Hey, let's take a stab like this. And it doesn't also hurt you long-term to do that as well. So I think that that's something that like the prospect of that is, is very exciting to me. 
Yeah, wait and see. That'd be maybe. I love a Marion Hosa deal. Just you saying Marion Hosa just put I me know, on a right? little thing. I know, right? Just like, I, uh, those days. You know what I really, really loved about Marion Hosa, and it was a really random thing, but I just liked it when he was on the Red Wings. I thought it was cool. Was the inside of his gloves were yellow, and it was like they were Warrior gloves. I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly, yes, they were. And they had like that that cool yellow mesh, and it just looked like it looked like it wasn't out of place with the red uniform, but it was like kind of cool. It was like Ovi's red laces or yellow laces. He was just such a boss. Yeah. I miss that guy. I know that year that he was in Detroit was very special. Was awesome. uh, last thing I wanted to mention from the Steve Eisman press conference was that uh, he said he did not want to do a three-year deal because that would mean his contract is up when the Larkin deal is up and he wants to try and stagger the long-term deals of his core. So I thought that was smart. Sounds like a good business. Move, expectedly huh? smart. Uh, not much to that, but uh, I, I just, try and do that in NHL. 20 and 21 as well yeah yeah just how's that working for you pretty good uh actually one more thing uh ted Coffin finished fifth in the in the asking questions race today helene st james obviously took number one then yes. after that it was uh i believe brad galley then ansar khan then max boltman uh then, then, then Teddy came in last. He actually uh, gave up his first question because he said somebody already asked it. I got to shoot him a text, actually. Uh, so, yeah, that was, that was disappointing. That was the most disappointing news of the day. It was nice to hear Ted, though. Ted, Ted nice at work. Hear. Yeah, Ted at work. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, that does it for today. I have not slept in what feels like three days. Uh, so we are going to wrap this up. Thank you so much for joining us. We will be back tomorrow. That is my promise to you. With a how do you feel about it Friday. Uh, and the only reason I'm, I'm 1,000% promising that to you is because if we don't do it, we will get fired. So we have no choice, and we will be here. And you should listen, and you should subscribe right now so that it's ready for you when you wake up. Also, do us a favor. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Red Wings. Ethan, do you have anything else uh, before we close this bad boy out? No.